ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. That draws us to coming over me He's anointed me to preach unto the poor To bind the broken heart To open prison doors To set at liberty them that are bound There's an anointing coming over me to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord To comfort all who mourn To give beauty for ashes The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness Cause I am asking the child be given Knock and the door will open I am seeking and I know I'll find Anointing for my life and the grace to bear much fruit. I'll receive the call of God for my life. There's an anointing coming over me that we might be called the trees of righteousness. Planting of the Lord that he may be glorified, and he shall rebuild the ancient ruins. There's an anointing coming over me that we might be called the priest of the Lord, and ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. Shall boast yourselves. I am asking, it shall be given. Knock and the door will open. I am seeking, and I know I'll find the anointing for my life and the grace to bear much fruit. I receive the call of God for my life. So I 
Amen. It's testimony time. Bible says faith comes by hearing. As we hear the testimonies, I believe God is also giving you a testimony. Please help me welcome Emmanuel Lawson to share his testimony with us. Why don't you put your hands together as we welcome Emmanuel Lawson. Hallelujah. This, my name is Emmanuel Lawson. I'm a student of Anakazo Bible School. I'm also part of the film stars. Amen. My testimony is about how God healed me through the, the communion and the prayers of our daddy last two weeks. From a terrible and a severe headache that I got through practicing occultism. Amen. It all started 2011 when I was in Lagos. A friend introduced me to... Uh, Indian man who is occultic who helped me to get a lot of money. So I, I joined. Then we were asked to go to cemeteries and do some things and we went, we performed everything. So the money came. So when the money arrived, it came with a sacrifice which was supposed to do with uh, virgin blood. So I was asked to look for a virgin blood so that we can purify the money. We tried every means to get this blood, but we couldn't get it. We gave money to high killers to get the, the virgin so that we can get the blood. We tried every means. We couldn't get it. So in the process, the man became angry. He told me that I'm going to die through accident, so the spirit is not happy with me. And I said, hey. So I became afraid. So I left Lagos. I ran to another state, Ogun State. I went to hide in some villages. So the first time, the accident wanted to happen, but God delivered me. So I hide. I don't want to drive. I don't want to travel. I don't want to ride. So one day I just took Okada to do one or two things. Before I realized, another Okada just hit me fine. I, 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 I don't know. So I wake up. I wake up in the hospital. So when I woke up, I realized that my head, I cannot even hear. When we are talking, the thing is affecting my ears. My head was paining me. I can't, I can't be okay. I can't hear any noise. I was very depressed. I don't know what to do. So I decided to run back to Ghana. That was 2012. So when I came, I went to Ohio Apache to uh, give my life to Christ. A friend just introduced me that I should come to church. So I went there and I gave my life to Christ. So, but since then, the problem just, it just came down small, but the headache is still there. When I learn small, I want to read too much more, the headache will be there. Since I came to the Bible school, I was not able to read a lot. I was not able to go for group study in the night when my group uh, leader organized online service. I, I was not able to go. Because of the headache, no peace in my life. So I thank God last two weeks, as Daddy was praying for after the communion, I was standing there. So in the course of the prayer, he said that, 
put your hands on your body. So I put my two hands here. Then I remember that, no, I have a problem here. So I put this hand here. So when I place, when I place, when I place the hand here, I feel some vibration within my head. I just feel like electric sewing machine. In the course. So after, after the prayer, after the prayer, the thing stopped and I feel cold. I was feeling cold within me. So I, I realized that I, I have peace. I have peace. And the headache is gone. I'm free now. I can lay in the night to, I have freedom now. So I want to thank God for healing me and also to thank God for daddy for praying for us and for the communion. I want you to believe in the communion and the prayers of our daddy. Amen. Amen. What is virgin blood? Virgin blood is the blood of a lady who, who has not had sex before. A virgin. No, I was given a handkerchief. He gave me a handkerchief that there was going to be an arrangement for me. They'll get the lady, and then I'll go and have sex with her. So the blood, the first blood that will come out, I'll use the hanky to clean the blood. So when I bring the hanky with the blood, which will be used for the sacrifice, the, the person will die. So that was how. So I believe it's by the grace of God that I was not able to get a virgin. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. We have our final testimony. Help me welcome Prince to share his testimony with us. Hallelujah. My, my name is Prince from Alakazo Bible Seminary. And I'm part of the ashes. My testimony is about how Daddy's mantle did a mighty miracle in the life of a friend of mine. From the beginning of this year, a friend of mine told me that she's been having this abnormal menstrual cycle. So she called me and one thing that set me up to actually go and pray for the lady was that I was listening to how to flow with the anointing when Daddy preached during the mantle service. So whilst I was listening to the message, I was really stirred up in me. And if there is anything I heard that encouraged me to go and pray with the sister, I was, Daddy said that your faith in God will never be disappointed. And that when the demons, also when they see the mantle, they will flee from whoever the demons are tormenting. So then when she called me, I picked the mantle and I placed it in my pocket. So when I went, I just laid the mantle on her and I prayed for her. And to the glory of God, her menstrual cycle has been restored. And I thank God so much. I am saying this to the glory of God, to thank God so much for a mighty man of God that we have. And I also remember the scripture that he shared when he said, Acts chapter 19, verse 11 to 12, how the Lord wrote mighty miracles that the handkerchief and aprons that came out of Paul. So I said, my Paul is right here in First Love Center. So when I heard that scripture, I said, no. I need to believe in this as well. And I've seen the mighty work that God is using our Father to do. Daddy, I want to say thank you so much for availing yourself. And I'm also encouraging people that the mantle is a power instrument and we should use it and God will really bless us. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. How many of you, your faith has been renewed through the testimonies? Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Ida.
honey, I need you. Honey, honey, I love you. Honey, honey, I need you. And testimony, I love you. Testimony, I need you. Testimony, I love you. Testimony, I need you. Oh, how I love thy law, oh Lord. It is my meditation all the day long through thy commandments. Thou hast made me wise, wiser than my enemies, all my enemies. How sweet are thy words, sweeter than honey to my mouth, Testimony, I love you. Testimony, I need you. Testimony, I love you. Testimony, I need you. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For the testimonies and my meditation, I understand more than the ancient because I keep thy precepts. How sweet are thy words, it is sweeter than honey to my mouth. Testimony, I need you. Testimony, I love you. Testimony, I need you. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word, oh Lord. I've not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me how sweet are your words, oh. Yes, it is sweeter than honey to my mouth. Hey. Thy word, O oh Lord, is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word, O oh Lord, is a light unto my path. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Oh, oh, therefore, I hate every false way. How sweet are your words? It's sweeter than honey to my mouth. Honey, I 
testimony Honey, honey, I need you I need the honey and the testimony Honey, honey, I need you Oh, honey, honey, testimony Honey, honey, I need you I need the honey and the testimony Be 
Come and let us go on 
the mountain of the Lord To the house of the God of Jacob And he shall teach us of his ways And we shall walk in his path It shall come to pass in the last days That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established In the top of the mountain And shall be exalted above the hills And all nations shall flow into it Oh, 
Amen. How many of you are blessed by the ministration? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the word of God. Amen. And I believe this morning the word is taking you to another level. If you are excited, make your loudest noise. Let's welcome our father, Bishop Daggerhart Mills. Yeah, hallelujah. Father, thank you for the blessing that is upon us today. We are very grateful that we can come to church to be blessed and to move higher in all your plans for our lives. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, now, now. I want to begin a very important um, series today. On how to develop the seed of greatness in you. Hallelujah. How to develop the seed of greatness in you. And um, we'll be going for crusade, but I believe that every week I'll have a chance to speak to you on the, what do you call it? For a couple of Sundays that we'll be away. But we are starting today, and um, we continue when we continue. Amen. Now, the seed of greatness. What is the seed? Luke 11, Luke, um, Luke 8. Luke 8. All right. Luke 8, verse 11. Luke 8, verse 11. Says, the seed is the word of God. Yeah. So, what did I say my topic was? How to develop the seed of greatness. Right. So, The seed of greatness is real. And there is a seed of greatness in you. I believe this year is a year of greatness. Is that not so? Yeah. So there is a seed of greatness in you. Greatness is a biblical concept. John the Baptist was prophesied about his mother or his father. There was a prophecy, he said, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. All right? And if John the Baptist was prophesied upon that, he shall be great. And Jesus said, the least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. Then it means there's some greatness in you. Amen. All right? There, there, there is. 
And prophecies are such that you have to more believe than anything else. By the way, do you have that prophecy? The one somebody fished out from uh, 1998. Do you have it somewhere? The guys, do you guys have it? You can play it. When you get it, when you get it, you just play it. So I'm continuing because there's a lot of things I have to say before we close. So Jesus, Jesus also was destined to be great. He says, he shall be great. Luke one thirty two, And he shall be called the son of the highest. So not only was John the Baptist prophesied about that he would be great, but Jesus was also prophesied. And I thank God that John the Baptist was included because if it was Jesus, maybe somebody would say that we are not Jesus. You know, so it was only for him. But we are the brothers of Jesus. So you are going to be great. And, and people will not, I, I always encourage you to take pictures. It's one of the mistakes of my life. I wish I had taken pictures. More pictures. It's one of the mistakes I made. You know, I never thought of anything was going to be anything. If I had known, I was taking a lot of pictures. Say that, you know, come take a picture, come take a picture. But I didn't know. So sometimes when we want to show you the pictures of where we came from or how things were, we don't have records. So when you grow, you can only imagine your parents as your parents. But you can't imagine them as some funky chicks moving around. Charlie, your mothers were funky chicks. So that's how they attracted your fathers. But you, you can't imagine it. You see them wearing glasses, reading books, and watching the news, only the news. They used to watch films, films. They used to go to the cinema, watch films, and all kinds of things. Hey, some of your mothers had a lot of boyfriends, but you, you were not around. Sometimes when your mothers are even advising you, they are advising you based on their experiences. But they will be using the scriptures and so on. You will not know that it is something personal that they can't say. Now, Abraham was also destined to be great. He says, I will make of thee a great nation. Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2. I'll make you a great nation. All right. I'll make you a great nation. Now, Galatians 3.28. Galatians 3.28. Neither is there Jew nor Greek, nor any born nor free. Is there a verse after that? Next verse. Yeah, 29. If you be Christ, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And if you are Abraham's seed, like you're Abraham's child, you know, then you are heirs. Because if you are a child, you know, like when somebody dies and people come and say, I'm, I'm one of his children. From where? I say, I'm one of his children. So people fight about whose children they are. It's really something people fight about. So I'm one of the children. You, my, my mother is uh, whatever, but 
your, fa- your father had me when he came to Obwasim. On transfer. He was on transfer. That's when I was born. I'm one of the children. So people fight about the fact that I am one of the children. Now, we should be fighting about the fact that we are Abraham's children. We are Abraham's seed. Galatians 3.29. Because Abraham was, had a great prophecy over him that he was going to be a great nation. God was going to make him great. So, if he was going to be great and you are one of his children, then, ha, huh, you are going to be great as well. Yeah. Now, when you go to Jerusalem, everybody is fighting over Jerusalem. You wouldn't know till you go there. Christians, Muslims, and Jews. Three very strong religions. All fight over Jerusalem. Fridays is for the Muslims. So you go there, they are praying. Their second holiest site is there in Jerusalem. Second holiest site. The, 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 the big mosque there on the Temple Mount. Then uh, Jews, Saturday. They, they go on Saturdays. Don't travel with LL Airways. Saturday, they don't work. You know, they don't, they don't travel them on Saturdays, I mean. It's more secure because they are always checking people. Very secure. But Saturdays, even if you are in a hotel on Saturday, they won't even give you. You go to breakfast, there's nothing. They said, anything that is involving cooking or work on Saturday, forget it. Yeah. In the hotel. You'll be in the hotel. It's an international hotel. But when you go to the breakfast, you see that anything that can have been made yesterday has been made. And then I think anything with milk, no. Because I think it has to be made to something. Yeah. The light is left on from the day before. Because it is work to put on the light. So, and then on Sundays, Christians. Go to Jerusalem and see Christians. More! When you go to the temple, uh, where Jesus, where they claim Jesus was crucified. You can't even get into the church. Kills like long, like this round, going to the tomb, going round to the place where the cross is. They've made a place where the cross, they said this hole was, the cross was here. Everybody wants to put his finger in. <laughs> you get it? So, all the religions are Saying they are Abraham's seed. Jews say they are Abraham's seed. Uh, this, the Muslims say that Abraham's son was Ishmael. I mean, it's, it's his son, but like he is the, the one who was sacrificed and all that. The main one is Ishmael. And then we believers also have come. And you know, Jews, they don't even like, you never see somebody called Paul in Israel because. Paul is the one who wrote out Christianity and showed Christians that we were also Jews. So they don't like the way we've been adopted as kind of spiritual Jews. They don't like that thing at all. You get what I'm saying? It's like, it's like some children from another mother who have come to add stepchildren who have been grafted on. Mm, so Paul is not a popular name. 
Yeah. No, no. You have David, Abraham, this, but not, not Paul. Yeah. Because Paul explained how this Galatians reads from Paul. He wrote, he said that if you are Abraham's seed, then you are also heirs according to the promise. And he has added all of us from Nigeria, from Ghana, Egypt, everywhere. We have all been added. Ah. How many understand how the original children don't really accept new people? Uh-huh. All Ashantis, all Gans are now Jews. If we, if we want to accept it. It's amazing. So you must be fighting over the fact that you are Abraham's seed. Abraham's blessings are mine. Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning. I am blessed in the evening. Abraham's blessings are mine. Amen. Greatness is promised to all of us through the word of God and through the prophecies. Hallelujah. And God makes things and makes people great and he makes others not so great. Amen. Wow. What do you think? Now, Genesis chapter 1, verse 16. I'm talking about how to develop the seed of greatness in you, part 1. Verse 16. Genesis 1 verse 16. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day. And the lesser light to rule the night. And he made the stars also. So, when God was making the lights. There are two lights we are using on earth. If if no, no candle, no electricity, the two main lights is moonlight and sunlight. Do you see? And he made two sizes. Two sizes. One great and one not so great. And the greater one was to rule the day. Dominate in the day. And the smaller light was to dominate in the night. So God is in the business of making greater lights and lesser lights. And I prophesy to you that you are one of the greater lights that God has decided to make. Hallelujah. Greater lights and lesser. Not no sizes. You may think that God doesn't know sizes. There's small size, big size. There's God knows sizes. And he has made Greater light and lesser light. So, you have received the prophecy of greatness for your life. Prophecy. And I'm prophesying to you greatness, 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 greatness. That's your destiny. That's your destiny. That's your destiny. A city set on a hill. Cannot be hid. These are the words of Jesus. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. So you are going to be as great as God has determined. 
Bishop, are you saying that everybody in the church is going to be great? As many as believed and received. To them he gave power, power, power. Hallelujah. Alright. So, how do we develop this seed? You see, Luke 8, 11, again. Luke 8, 11. Now, the parable is this. Or in other words, the mystery is this. That the seed is the word of God. So, when I am preaching, I am throwing seeds into your life. Yes. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. Once I had a vision, eh? one of my um, best visions I've ever had, visions or dreams. Um, but in the vision, I was a, uh, what do you call it? There was a large army there, large army, with armor, guns, metals, Flashing in the light and Lord, huge army. And suddenly in the vision, you know, when you, are, when you are an actor in the vision, I hear it's called a trance. So I was watching myself. I was watching myself. I got up quite far away from where the army was. And I started walking towards the army. All alone, like an ordinary person. Without guns, without anything. But I was wearing a coat. And as I was going towards the army, people started shouting, Hey, what are you doing? You'll get killed. You'll get killed. They'll kill you. And I, in the film, I was just in the trance. I was just watching myself. I, I, I wasn't bothered by the people who were warning me. You're going to die. You're going to die. When I got near the army, I was watching myself. Suddenly, I put my hand in my pocket and I pulled out a whole handful of seeds. And I just, the the soldiers were also confused because they had not seen an unarmed, fearless person like this walking to them. And I didn't have anything. So this man, what is is he going to do? So I put my hand, I took the seeds out and I just threw the seeds. They all fell down like that. And I took more and I threw Then all the sides fell down. And I took more seeds and I poured. And they were just going down like dominoes, 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 dominoes. So... The Lord showed me, said that the seed, the seed is a very powerful weapon. It's fighting. The one, as I keep speaking the words, throwing the seeds, it's working. It's working. It's working. It's working. And it's fighting devils. Because what do devils do? Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. What does the Bible say? In 2 Corinthians 10, 4. The weapons of our warfare are mighty. Okay? What do our weapons do? What do the weapons do? Verse 5. The weapons cast down imaginations. You see, when, when your thinking is a certain way, Satan is actually in your thinking. So the weapons that God has given us, they are for casting imaginations down. It's the way you think. The way you imagine. Imagine is thinking. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
So, you see, things that are against the knowledge of God, the seeds are fighting against the knowledge of God. So, as the devil is telling you, you are nobody. Yeah. And the devil is telling you, you are a Ghanaian and you are nothing. Then the word of God is telling you, you are great. Greatness is in you. The seed of greatness is in you. It's fighting against that knowledge. When you watch the television and you see what is Ghana, we don't even appear on the news. Even the weather, they don't even add a crowd. On CNN. Abidjan and Lagos and Accra is left out. They don't even say the weather in Accra will be like, it's like... And it brings into captivity, put the scripture back, thoughts. Thoughts. If you like, be married to somebody who has certain thoughts. That's where you see you are not safe. When the person has certain thoughts. I will kill my wife. How many agree that it it shows that a demon is in the person? Like such a thought is occurring to the person. I'll kill my husband. It means that the demon is in the person. So the thoughts you are having reveal the presence of spirits. That is why listening to the messages, listening to podcasts... It's one of the most important things that has happened to us. So if you are here, you don't know what podcast or you don't have it. There's something wrong. And you know, we are having a camp. Today, when we close, there's no revival. When we close, we shut everybody to the house. Tomorrow night, we are starting our camp that involves everybody. At this time, everyone is coming because we're making it one day. It's a one day camp. Tomorrow, after work or school or whatever, we start. And it's one day. Everybody should be there. And why? Why? The same seeds that fight devils are going to be thrown into your life. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you four pillars and four steps. Yes. Sit down. Sit down. I'm going to give you four pillars. I mean this morning. Yes. That will develop this prophetic seed that is in you. Hallelujah. Are you still listening? And uh, I really need you to open your heart. As Christians, listen. You see, the seed of greatness, it is there. But as to whether you will become great, as to whether the seed will be allowed to develop, or it will be quenched because the sower went out to sow. Let's go to Luke 11. Luke 8. The sower went out to sow. Go to the, go to, go to the, um, before. Luke 8. Start from the parable. The sower went out to sow. I think from verse 1, yeah. Verse 5. The sower went out to sow. Okay. Now, who is the sower? If the seed is the word of God, and I am preaching to you this morning. Then who am I? I'm the sower. Now, what seed am I sowing? I'm sowing the seed of greatness in you. A 
if the word of God is the seed, in verse 11, says the parable is this, the sower, the seed is the word of God. Then the one who is giving the word of God, the sower. So I'm the sower. Okay, in your life. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. You will never be a wayside again in Jesus' name. Because there are some people who are wayside members. Then it was trodden down and the fowls of the air devoured it. Tell your neighbor, I may have come late, but never think of me as a wayside member. Tell the person, I may have come late. Never. I know. Don't let any bad thoughts come into your mind. Now, continue. Verse 6. And some fell upon a rock. A hard person. A very hard like Tele to change you there. We don't know what can change you. So as I'm preaching, there are some rocks here. As I preach, there are rocks. I'm preaching to some rocks. You will never be a rock in Jesus' name. I mean a rock that the message cannot enter you. Tell your neighbor, I may not be smiling, but never think of me as a rock. A rock whom the seed cannot enter. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand. Don't have bad thoughts. Sit down. This week, we are starting the air conditioning piping this room. This room is too hot. Hey! <laughs> Start this week. This week. <laughs> it's a good policy. Hey! God will provide. There are people here. God will provide. $400,000 will not be anything. Should I preach very quickly so that the heat was very hot? Okay. All right, sit down. Verse 7. And some fell among thorns. So there are some members who are thorns. Like you, 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 you prick the sower's fingers. Like, what is a thorn? A thorn is somebody who has something to say back. Like, if I preach and I say something about women, then you immediately say, well, what about the men? That's a thorn. That's a thorn member. But what about the men? Or if I say something about tech, uh, UST, KNUST, you say, but what about Legon? Or if I say something about NPP, you, you just immediately say, what about NBC? You are a thorn, like you have something to say back. A thorny member. If I say something about Airways, then you start, what about Ashantis? The sower has met a thorn. 
Hey! And now he needs anti-tetanus injection after preaching. Verse 9, verse 8. And so, so the sower is prophesying greatness. And some are even saying back, are you sure everybody here can be great? That's a tongue. Or somebody, you prophesy greatness, and the person says, oh, what greatness? <laughs> greatness? You think that one, that one, that one, that one, that Others fell on good ground. Others fell on good ground and bear fruit a hundredfold. Hey. So there are some people, when you say something, when you preach the word, oh, you know, in church sometimes you see somebody who doesn't have a child and some others who have children. And those who have children, look, I'm telling you what I've experienced as a pastor. <laughs> will come and see you crying. I said, what is the problem? What is the problem? I'm pregnant. Pregnant again. Because they have children and another one is coming. And they don't want it. And somebody else is praying for just one child. So there are different types. And there are some of you here. Just one drop of the word. Yes. Some people are even afraid of their husband because of the pregnant. They, they are so pregnant prone. They are prone to pregnancy. Oh, you touch them also. <laughs> just say you just touch them and look at what has happened. You will be prone to pregnancy in Jesus' name. Hey. Another one has come. Now you, you will have a lot of children. God will bless you. And you, you have money to look after them in Jesus' name. You build houses for all your children. You will leave inheritance for your children. And another fell on good ground. Just one word, and then you are prospering. Just one word. One word, your life is changing. One word, your marriage is working nicely. Wow. And when he has said these things, he that hath ears, let him hear. In other words, all tongues should take note. All rocks should take note. And all wayside church members should take note. Oh, he said, he that hath ears should hear. What what is the tongues, the wayside, and the rocks? They should take note. It's costing you too much to play around with the word of God. Word of God is the word of God is a seed. You think about my, 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 my life. Just one word that I heard in 1988. Uh, you see, I never knew that day that this particular tape I'm about to slot and start playing. I never knew. Huh? The seed. The seed. As I was listening to that tape, 2 a.m. in the night, I never knew. 
I thought I was becoming a doctor. Ha But that night, into my belly, I heard a voice from today. You can teach. You can ask my workers, those who work for me, my administrators, you can ask them. One of my greatest problems is not being able to go to the places that I'm invited to. I don't want, I, I, I can't go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to go somewhere this weekend, next, this, it's the problem. And many of you will wish that if <laughs> there's a prophecy here, we'll, we'll play it in a minute. We'll play it in a minute. Many of us wish that somebody will even give you a ticket to travel somewhere. To sit on a Lolo plane. Once. To sit on a plane once. I prophesy that you will be tired of sitting on planes in Jesus' name. Sit down. So listen, the seed, the seed is the word of God. So as I have spoken prophecies into your life, I need you to believe, believe. Don't be a wayside thorn. Some of you are even a combo. Like you are a a thorn rock combo. Or you are a wayside thorny combo. Some of you are three in one. Thorn, rock, and wayside. You are are a rock on the wayside. Now, watch out. Are you still around? God made a greater light and a lesser light. I prophesy you will be one of the greater lights. Now, are you listening? Keep listening. Second Peter chapter 1. Wow. Verse 17. For he received from God the Father honor and glory. I I want the scripture to be there so that you see it with your eyes. You see, Jesus received honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. You see, the voice is carrying the word of God to you. And that voice carries the glory and the honor of God. 
So when you expose yourself to listening to the voice that God has ordained for you to listen to, he received honor from God the Father, honor. You'll be honored. You will receive what? You see, some of you were, even the usher didn't greet you when you were coming. But God is saying you will receive honor and glory. When, when, when what happened? When there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory, saying, eh, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. That's exactly what happened to you. When I heard the voice from today, you can teach. I receive honor and glory from God the Father. When there came such a voice to me in 1988 in June. Yes. Honor, glory, honor, glory, honor, glory, honor, glory, honor, glory, honor, glory. Verse 18. Verse 18. And this voice, which came from heaven, we heard when we were with him in the holy mountain. In other words, we heard his voice. Now he's coming to those who don't have hear these voices. Listen to verse 9, 19. Now we we have also a more sure, you see, even that voice, there is something more sure than the voices that people hear. A more sure word of prophecy. Where unto you do well that you take heed. It, you, you do well to listen well. As unto a light that shineth in a dark place. You see, when you are in a dark place and a light shines, you better look at the light carefully and don't step on a cobra. You do well that you take heed to the voice. You do well. You must do well. You must do well to listen to the voice. Okay? Hey, hey. Don't talk when I'm preaching. Don't talk when I'm preaching. You do well that you listen. Not talking to one another. You do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Until the day dawn and the day star arise in your heart. What is this more sure word of prophecy? Go on, verse 20. Knowing this, that no prophecy of the scripture, you see, is of any private interpretation. So the scripture is a prophecy. So when I'm showing you that John the Baptist was great and you will be greater than John the Baptist, you don't have to joke with it. It's a more sure word of prophecy. Prophecy of the scripture. Prophecy of the scripture. The seeds. Yes. So, now listen. Sit down. One of the mistakes you can make is to go and fight when you are not yet ready to fight. (laughs) Do you understand? Like, you are being built up to go fighting. Then you are not ready for fighting. You go and start fighting. I mean, one blow may end your life. Do you see? There's a famous boxer. His name was, is it Joe? Was there somebody called Joe Lewis? No. No, no, not Fraser. The, the older people will know Joe. Not Lennox Lewis. No. 
Jew, Jew something. He was, is this Sugar Ray? Now he, it was, I think he, he was fighting around 1940 something. Yeah, so it's history, you see. <laughs> I forget his name, but he was a famous boxer. And his first fight, the first fight he fought the world heavy, he was beaten and knocked out. Yeah. Joe Louis? And he fought a German. During the Second World War, they fought. And the second time, ah, the guy was knocked out in the first round. You will knock out your enemy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Matthew, turn to Matthew. Verse 9, chapter 9. Verse 2. And behold, they brought him a man sick of the palsy. Are you listening? I've not started the message I came with here to. I've not started. So I need you to listen carefully. But I'll just start it and we'll end. But they brought to him a man sick of the palsy. Palsy means paralyzed. Lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the man who was sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven. Now, verse 3. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, you see, these are thorns. These people said things in themselves. They are sitting there listening. And then they, certain things were occurring to them. They, and they said that this man blasphemed. Do you see? Jesus has said a good prophecy for the man that your sins are forgiven. You go to heaven one day. Huh? And Thorns and rocks were having bad thoughts in their heads. Is it nice? So listen to what Jesus told them. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, knowing their what thoughts, you, see, you are preaching, you are ministering, and people are there thinking. And he said, Wherefore think ye evil? In your hearts. So as the sower. Going out to sow. You see that people have evil in their thoughts. Instead of saying I believe. Instead of obeying. Instead of flowing. Because what he had prophesied. There is no way to know that it will ever. It is true. Your sins are, How do you know that my sins are for you? Your sins are forgiven. You can only believe it. How can you prove your sins are forgiven? You can't prove it. And when Jesus saw them, I mean, these people must have been maybe armed robbers because they came through the roof. You know, when Jesus was preaching, you know, they, they knew how to break into houses. So Jesus was in his house and they just came through the roof. So you immediately, there are some people you see them, you know that, look, you dear, it seems your sins have to be forgiven. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. But there's no way to prove it. Most prophecies, that if I say you shall be great, and I say God is going to make you great, you're going to have it. How can you prove it? 
I prove it? I may not even be alive when it is being uh, uh, coming to pass. Yeah. I believe I'll be alive to see. Now, go back. The next verse 5. Jesus. This is now Jesus. And Jesus said, is it easier? Is it which prophecy is easier to give? To say that your sins are forgiven or to prophesy and say, arise and walk. Because there are easier prophecies to give as a minister. And he didn't want to mind them. So verse 6. So he said to the man, however, so that you will know that this one which you can't prove is true. I'm going to say one so that when you see that it has come to pass, eh, then you know that the other one which you can't prove is also true. That's how you know a prophet by what he has said before and it's happened. Wow. So that you may know, put it back, that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to fall. In other words, you know that the first prophecy which you were thinking negative thoughts about, you know that is true. Here is something that's going to prove to you that what I'm saying is true. Arise, take up your bed. Go home. Verse 7. And he arose and departed to his house. Wow, what a blessing. Now put on the prophecy that you people found. Where, where is it? Put it on. Are you guys there? What are you doing? All right. And we also want to pray that God will enable us to build a campus that belongs to Lighthouse. Amen. Do you believe that it's possible? That we can rise up and build a serene garden of Eden. Where we will go and in the cool of the day, the Lord will come and walk in our midst. And just minister to us. Hallelujah. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. The fact that I have not shared you in come does not mean I'm not a prophet. I'm preaching and teaching. Hallelujah. Jacob and he- 
Wow. So, do you now believe that you are going to be great? Do you believe the greatness of the Lord is upon your life? Amen. Now I want to give you four pillars of greatness. And um, through these pillars, you are going to be powerfully great. Amen. Humility. Matthew chapter 5, verse 5. And all the pillars are related to humility. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. That's all. You see, there is a blessing for being meek or humble. They are the ones who inherit this earth. You see, forget about even the future inheriting of the earth. The earth is for people who are humble. The land, the land is for humble people. Yeah. Practical, humble people will own the land and possess the land. Blessed are the meek. They will inherit or receive the earth. The earth itself will be given to you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. If you are not meek, the greatness of the earth that God is, it didn't say you shall inherit a land. The earth. It's got a lot of land, eh? For the humble. For the humble. For the meek. For small boys. Small girls. Don't listen to gibberish. When you hear these financial people speaking on television, something, futurization, securitization of future earnings and uh, leverage and whatever... Buying cheaper debt and with more expensive debt, exchanging with for cheaper debt with bonds and debt. It leads to poverty. It's not, when you hear, just tell yourself, start talking. They couldn't do science. That is why they, that, they couldn't do science and practical things. But Gamma is one of the. We have had finance ministers speaking these speeches for 60 years. What do we have? Just debt, poverty, devalued currency for years. Without ability to even inherit the land. Yes. That's why I have people in church who are small boys. If they tell you how much they earn, they are building houses. And those with big, big words, they are just there giving speeches with suit and ties. Shelly. Humility. Eh? Humility will make 
you great. Yes. Humility. Accepting low things that God gives to you. Accepting to be a humble person will make you far richer in every way. Any kind of poverty can be even connected to pride. Always. All kinds of financial deficiencies and all kinds of lowness are connected to pride. Big, bigness. You see, and, and unfortunately, leadership in our country, then the meaning of a chief or leader, how do you say leadership in chief? In Penzi. In Penzi. In pain. Pain is what? A big person. And D is chopping. Chopping of a big man. Or eating big manship. In Penzi. Oji Pain. Oji Pain. He eats the big manship. Or he's, it, it means he's the leader. But it also means he's, he's eating the big manship or he's, he's, he's living, he's, 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 he's experiencing or practicing being a big man, being the big man. Be a small man. I, I chose to be a pastor. I could have chose to be a doctor, chose to live in England, chose to live in Switzerland, chose to live in America, chose to live anywhere. I chose to, I chose to be a pastor. With... Uh, Students. All, 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 all my members. No, not even you. You are even new students. Those students in those days. You are, you, are, you, are the next, you are the next group of students. You see, I always come back to the students. And even this one, I've chosen you. I've chosen to be with the students. Yes. I've chosen to be in this place. Wow. So, blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Of your father's children, the most humble will receive the most. The one who is humble to your father is the one or she is the one who, the one who is like this. Few parents have are able to equally share and look after their children. Few. Because you can't easily share at a point. <laughs> what do you share? You, you see somebody who's got a house with a bicycle quarters. He's left the main house to the uh, wife, then the second wife. Is giving the boys quarters with six children of the first wife and then three children, and you are sharing the rooms, bathrooms, everybody. That's what creates compound house, compound houses. That's what creates compound houses. So at time, even in life, who to bless? Who to care? The bigger you are, when they even see you. That's why when there is a problem, they say women and children. It's assumed that the women are humble. And then the children also humble. 
children are helpless. They are nobody. Yes. Vulnerable. Blessed are the meek. They will be rising. They will be getting richer. They will be prospering. Their lives will be going forward. Blessed are the meek. They will inherit the earth. They will inherit the earth. Either you believe it or not. Oh, you see, your attitude towards your father or your attitude even towards your employer. It even reveals how you are. Employers take this at a certain point. It's not by your qualification. You can come with a thousand papers. There are people that I have, I have had to sack. I wouldn't want to sack them just because of the attitude. The attitude is good. Like, it's wrong and it's, it's sorry about it. So, the, the flowing good flow makes you even not execute the judgment. Just learning to be humble. You people don't know how to work with people. That's why you can't rise. You see, you can't bless your (laughs) co-equal. You can't care for your co-equal in a certain way. You can only look after a a baby or a child, a little baby to you. Too big. Too big. You have to be here. You have to do this. You have to do this. You You have to have a big car. When you should have a small car. You have to live in an uncompleted house. Because you, you, can't, you have to live in a completed house because you don't want to live in an uncompleted house. I've stayed in an uncompleted house for years. That's why I'm not poor. I've stayed in an uncompleted house for all, so many years. I've been building in my own house. How can I be poor? That's why you are poor. Look at Bishop Saki. He has been humble towards me for so many years. He's even older than me. He's older than me. He has related with me, assisted me. Many things, you know, sometimes I would travel. Sometimes you, you, you preach certain things that you do. He said, no, he doesn't want to do it for anybody to get any impression. Of that, you know, we are the same in any way. For years, not a new thing, not a new thing. That's why, in our in our church world, he's the most important. Apart from myself, he's the next person by being by being humble. And you see, people, you know, I remember one guy who was he was confronting me. Hmm. Ah, challenging me. And today, there's nothing left. Yes. Being rebellious as against being humble. The outcome is just amazing. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit many things. Many things. So, I am showing you the seed of grace and how to develop it is by recognizing one The importance of humility in greatness. 
Jesus said it. Humble yourself. The least amongst you is going to be the greatest. But let's look at this verse again. Matthew, same verse, put it up. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit. Wow. You will inherit. You will inherit. Mark chapter 9, verse 33. And he came to Capernaum, being in the house. And he asked them, what, what were you guys talking about? What, what were you guys talking about? What, what was the discussion about? And they held their peace. But by the way, they had disputed among them. They didn't want to say. They had disputed among themselves who should be the greatest. So, you see, greatness is something that is in us. We want to be great. And God is saying, you will be great. Now, instead of having an argument, let's listen to the words of Jesus. Because I tell you, there's no way to say who is going to be great. Look, even pastors. Some of my pastors who are doing well today, you wouldn't think they would do well. Some of them started by just falling into sin. Oh yes, I have pastors that all that they, they did to prove that they were pastors was to fall into sin. Look after people and fall. Today, you'd be surprised where they are. One time I was discussing with Yongi Cho, he told me, he said he had a pastor. He had um, a large church and then he had an affair with one of the people. And he said, you have to be careful with such things. Because this person recovered and he told me, as I was speaking with him, he said that pastor now has 100,000 members. Yeah. He's doing very well. He told me when he came to Ghana here, he was sitting having dinner and that's what he told me. Yeah. So, you can't tell. So, you may be arguing. You you will not be great. You'll be great. Look, even children in school, those who don't do well in Primary, they usually do well. They, 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 they get better. And those who like, they get all the prizes from nursery. I mean, you've just come to kindergarten, you are getting prizes. You are rushing, you are rushing. You are rushing. You get all the prizes. I mean, take your time. One plus one, two, you want a prize for that. Coloring, you've got a prize. Scribbling, you've got a prize. Best, guess what? Best in scribbling. There are people who get better and better and better. When I was in primary school, no one expected me to do well. Yeah. So when we did common entrance, we we did O level and A level, which is far superior to the exams you are doing now. Far. There was no apple ever. And it was free. O-level was free. Anyway, so I, when I did my common entrance, we, what happened was that after the common entrance, we are still in school. And then they, they came with the results. So they come to read out the results. So this person, you had 196. This one had 152, like that. So then when, when my result was read, everybody said, oh. And they, they looked at me. I was a quiet boy in the class. 
You're not expecting much from me. There are people here, no one is expecting much from you, but you are going to shine with greatness. Now, what did Jesus say? Who shall be the greatest? Verse 35, Matthew 9, Mark 9, 35. And he sat down. He said, if any man desire to be first, the same shall be last of all and servant of all. Last and servant. Is this what it means? Last and servant. Last and servant. Last and servant. Choose it. And allow God to make you very great. Amen. Luke 22 verse 24. Now there was also strife among them which should be accounted greatest. And he said, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship authority over them that are called benefactors. But you shall not be so. Verse 26. He that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger and as he that doth serve. Now, these principles of humility by Jesus are your master keys to greatness. You see, a big, a big person cannot come to the camp tomorrow, tomorrow night. No, no, if you have like a big shot, you can come. Like when we say, we are all going, oh, they should go, I'm, I'm, I'm not part of it. <laughs> Straight away. Let him be as the younger. When you see me, if I mention my age, you, you cannot even believe because I look like, younger than some of you. <laughs> if our politicians were to accept to be young boys and get down to the actual work, they shouldn't sit in offices, but they should move around. Move around to the real, the real things that are happening. The whole country will be. Greatness will start to come. Yeah. You see people insulting Rollins for going to sit on a, a, a canoes and going to walk in the water. And, That's greatness. That's greatness. <laughs> it's, not, it's not loneliness. It's greatness. You are up there. You don't know what is happening down here. You are so high. When they come out of power, then they start to say, if I had known, I didn't know. We realized we were cut off. We were, we were isolated. When you become younger, you can come for camps. You can be as a servant, join and do anything that we are doing. Do it in the workplace, at home. Be the youngest. Be the not the way this works. So, but I'm older than him. Why still let him also go? Why are you sending me? Be the younger and become very great. Take it from me. Yes, I'm here. I'm like a youth pastor. I just made us richer. This church is here. Kodesh is also there. Here is there. Here, everywhere is everywhere. This place too is full. We are here. How many people can walk away from their Kodeshes? They haven't even finished building it. And we are just about to start air conditioning hours. You will not sweat anymore in Jesus' name. Hey. You'll soon be bringing your cardigans to church and telling those who have never experienced winter to come to church at the first love church so that you experience winter and practice. For your trip to Denmark and uh, uh, other places you'll be going to. Receive the prophecy in Jesus' name. Stop talking with prophecies. (laughs) 
Hallelujah. So, be the younger. I don't mind. I be the younger. A young person can climb a tree. You see me climbing building sites. I'll never leave it for you. Me, I'm building and you are, I, I'm, ah, that you don't know me. Sometimes, you, the new people, sometimes we had that once a new engineer came to work. He said, you leave it to me. We told him, there's nothing like leave it to me here. We don't leave anything for anybody here. Leave it to me. Leave it to me how? You leave it to them. That is why they cheat. That's why everything costs 20 times. I hear if you check the get fund, the cost of a classroom is about 90 something thousand CDs for a three classroom without windows, without anything. And and meanwhile, a a house, you can build a house with 30,000. Yeah. With toilet and everything, you can build it. But a classroom, that's why it costs 30 times because the people who are they are like so big. So flo- they are like floating balloons, far in the sky, huge, far from things that are happening on, on, on real life. If I give you, ten, if you give me ten, I can build a full house with roof and toilet, bath, everything. Tell thirty thousand dollars. You see them building with what do you? You look at the prices, snottiness and high puffed hugeness and bigness. It's the cost of. Down poverty. Poverty. You may see them mention big, big, well, level leverage, something cheaper than this. It's all junk. You've got oil. You've got oil in the sea. How much is one? Instead of just picking the oil and coming, you see them mentioning things we are securitization of something, leverage, future something, and we are hedging. So all those, one day I had some big company, and I don't want to mention any, mention the song they were hedging. I told someone, this company is finished. Even when I see some of their employees, I know they, they, will, never, they will never do well. I prophesied, I said, this one is finished. Today, this is being sold. Yes, it's being sold away and thrown away. White people are using it. Big, big words and jargon. Look at them, the people who couldn't even do science. They'll be mentioning big words to overinflate the importance of, of economic things. When simple one plus one is two and minus one million is smaller than zero. These are arithmetic. It's not maths. It's not even dy dx. It's not add maths. It's not dy dx. Come on now. We did add maths. We did, we did science. We did, I mean, scientific things. You talk about big words. You think jargon to buffoonery to just... Confuse people. Look, let him be as the younger. Let him be as what? The younger. You'll be very great. Take it from me. Take it from me. Just be young. Just as, look, I don't want anybody in this church to make himself old. If this church is too young for you, I'm transferring you. We have so many churches. Even as I stand here, I can see a roof of a building right there. We have so many Kadeshes, Kodeshes, Kadeshes, Spintes everywhere. We have more. Tell your neighbor, tell it, it leaves you a bit older for us. So we, 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 we can't accommodate a very old person here. But here, everybody is young.
How many of you are going to be servants? Accept to be a servant. Look, don't stay in this church without serving. Don't stay around without serving. You'll be great. Even when they are thinking of somebody, they'll think of you. True. True. Yesterday I was at a wedding and I saw somebody and immediately I said, no, this person. I saw the person serving. Serving. Helping. And immediate. See, that's the heart of the king. The Bible says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Yes. And a thought entered. The thoughts are spirits. A thought entered my head. I said, no. I'm going to help this person. Yes. By serving. By serving. Accept to be the younger, small boy, small girl. If there was a farm in Ghana, you think the owner, like the big, the big boss, big shot boss, would be driving the tractor there. But what about the white man? He would be there driving. Is it not true? That's why they are rich. And we work for them. He will live on the farm. You see him moving on. Now. When I was a child, my, my, my grandmother took me to a farm in Switzerland. I was there, the owner. Millionaires. In the night, a cow is delivering. We were all there for the cow to deliver. He told me the cow is going to deliver tonight. Not a human being, no, a cow. He was there. These are multi-millionaires. Yes. I was dead throughout with them the night to deliver the baby. Uh, the baby cow, sorry. <laughs> the cow baby. You are going to be great, I tell you. I don't want, you see, if you, some of you, if you were to drive your own taxi. Yes. You'll be rich, you'll be surprised. If you were to drive your own truck, you'll be surprised. Yes. Real humble people. My father-in-law, he told me, this is how I became rich. Driving, trucks, moving. You can't be with this politics who's a big person, whatever, collecting some money here. One day, IMF had a meeting with the finance ministry and whatever of a certain country whose name begins with C. It begins with C. And they told the man, as they were talking, the finance minister fell asleep. Then, after some time, are you listening? It's a true story. After some time, they were talking about the minister who was in charge of it had to do with the harbor and this. And he had been the minister for eight years of that country, whose name begins with C, Dominican, China, etc. So, the minister, eight years, he has never been to the harbor before. No, he has never been. He has never stepped. So, the white people said, we, we, we need to go there as we are taking some of this. We need to go there with you. He had never been there. Two important centers. Two big 
Tomorrow we are having a camp. All my small boys and girls, will you be there? How many small boys and girls will be there? We are there waiting, sir. 24 hours, the camp will be over. Tell the nearest big shot. Are you, are you a big shot? I know you are a big shot. So you there, such things you don't, you don't. How many want to have a great marriage? If you want your marriage to be great, do you know what you have to do? Be young. Is that, is that Bible? Is that Bible? Be a young. Be young in the marriage. If you are, nobody wants an old lady and an old man. If you, an old woman or an old man. Sometimes they want young girls when they are going to marry older men that look, this old man. You think that he, he looks at the same, but he's not the same. So you see that you have life in you, but uh, he's sleeping. And nobody wants an old lady as a whatever. No. So be young. Your marriage will be great. Be a servant. Jesus said it. Is it not great marriage you want? Be a servant. Does a servant quarrel say swine? I slap you. This and that. I mean, have you heard a servant say swine? Swine. What do you mean? Talk about what I say. You say. And you also said about what? Can you imagine if I, I come to the person who's washing my car? Say, but you, but you too, when you came yesterday, why did you leave the, why did you leave the car? There? What would you say? Can you even imagine it? And a servant will not even speak like that. So servant marriage will be great marriage. Servant beloved, those nobody has to ask you to bring stew or to cook. You yourself will be trying to do something. Oh. Tell somebody. I'm going to be young in this life. I'm going to be young. Yeah. Dress like a young person. Some of you, 23, you are like some 48 year old person moving up. I mean, why? Your makeup alone is, I mean, you, 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 I mean, the nearest sister be a just be a girl we like you as a girl just be a nice girl be a servant be young be last accept to be last yes be young be young in everything if you were a small boy, you would have gone. That, there are people, yesterday I officiated two weddings. 10 o'clock and then uh, in, the, uh, in the afternoon. People are surprised, what, what am I, am I doing? Of course. I prayed with all my heart. With all my heart. I, there's no, how can it be? It's, 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 I, 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 you know the number of pastors I have? About 3,000. But it's my turn to officiate the word. I must be there and pray with all my heart. My whole Saturday is dedicated to these two 
people that are marrying. That's all. It is below, it's not below me. Outreach, door to door, witnessing, prayer, fasting. And at your age, it is too much for you. So I'm resting. The, the shepherds are the shepherds are going, and I'll, I'll, I'll be there. My, my she- I have eight shepherds that they are sorting things out for me. Your shepherds, your men are on the ground. Your men are on the ground. You are in a comfortable lead. Wow. Are you happy to be in a young church? Are you happy to be in a young church? Have you discovered any older person who cannot? There are some people sitting by you. It's like they are like, they are, they are like a mature 70-year-old who cannot stand up. Look at your age. Oh. Those are the back. Those are the back. Sit down. All right, we are closing in a minute, but not yet. When we close, you know. I tell you, if you can stay in the heat, then when the air conditioner comes, we'll be in church till five o'clock. <laughs> Now, the last step of greatness, which is also related to humility, hmm, is in, and I, I just want to say this particular one because it affects young people. You see, there is pride in every age. Pride in young people, pride in old people, but this pride is young people's pride. So are you ready to listen to this one? All right. It is in um, accepting faults. Accepting faults. Wow. Second Kings chapter 22. Second Kings 22. Amazing. Hey, I have a meeting. All right, quickly. Verse 18. But to the king of Judah, which sent you to inquire of the Lord, that shall you say to him, that say the Lord of, of Israel. Because the prophet had come to speak to him. Second Kings 22 verse 18. Second Kings 22 verse 18. Wow. Beautiful. The prophet had come to see him. 
All right. Verse 16. Let's read verse 16. That says the Lord. And she said unto him, verse 15, that says the Lord God, tell the man that sent you to me. That says the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil on this place and upon the inhabitants thereof. Verse 17, because they have forsaken me and burned incense to other gods that they might provoke me to anger. Therefore my wrath shall be kindled against this place and shall not be quenched. But to the king of Judah, which sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, thus says the Lord God, as touching the words that thou hast heard. Verse 19. Because thine heart was tender and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord when thou heardest what I speak against this place. This is to Josiah, a very good king. He says, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself when you heard what I speak against this place, against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become as a desolation and a curse. And has rent thy clothes and wept before me. I also have heard thee, says the Lord. Behold, therefore I will gather thee unto thy fathers, and thou shalt be gathered into thy grave in peace. And thine eyes shall not see the evil which I will bring upon this place. And they brought the king the word again. Amen. Now, accepting faults is very important. In serving God and being becoming great. When you don't accept your fault, that's when the argument starts. When the person defends, then you say, No, 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 no. You see, you are not getting what I'm saying. Let, let me give you an example. Then you start an example. After that, an illustration. After an illustration, then let me give you something that happened last week. And there's a long, and then after the person also doesn't get what you are saying. Aye. True or not true? So, when you accept your faults, isn't it? Then, you are actually humbling yourself and having a tender heart. Tender heart. He says, when you heard all that I said, look at it, put it back. When you heard all that I said, and you humbled, no, verse 18, verse 19, yeah. Because thine heart was tender and you humbled yourself when you heard what I said. Is it that people who hear what you say then they immediately come, yes, I understand what you're saying, but. As soon as you hear the word but, the, the argument is a beginning. How many have heard but before? How many have been saying but? So, although you may see yourself as a young person and think to yourself, oh, I'm not any big whatever, this is where you see pride in young people. And at home, some of you, your parents may not want to say something good about you. They find you arguing with your father and with your mother. True or not true? How many have stopped arguing with your parents? How many are trying to stop? In Jesus' name, you have stopped. Most of the time, your parents will be pointing out something to you, isn't it? All the time, isn't it true? Yes. They'll be pointing out something to you and showing you and saying to you this. Or your pastor. We don't have time, but I'll continue. But I want you to know, God is 
showing you that's pride in a young person. And they talk to you, say, Yeah, but I don't. Even marriage, you tell somebody this one. Many pastors who married, uh, when I told them this was going to happen, they didn't believe me. One day I was in the house when somebody called me. I need you now. I need you now. I need you now. (laughs) I was in my bed. I was in my bed. I have to leave my house and go. But when he was married, I told him, this one, it's it's not that she can't marry anybody, but there are people that are more suitable. Yes. That's why he says, I'll give you a, a, a wife meat or suit. There's some people that are suitable. It suits you. It's good for you. It fits. It fits. There are some that don't fit. Hey! You have a fitting one in Jesus' name. You wouldn't listen. Look, older experienced people, they are like prophets who are not anointed. Like they don't have anointing, but they are like prophets. They, they can see this will become this. 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 Even without anointing. So listen. Open your ears. Open your hearts. And accept things. Yeah, when it's pointed out to you. One of the group that don't like accepting things are phlegmatics. Phlegmatics are the most stubborn, difficult to see. Even to admit that they are phlegmatics, they don't want to admit that they are phlegmatics. You say, are you a phlegmatic? No, I'm, I'm, I have a bit of choleric and uh, I'm, you know, a bit of melancholic. And uh, Are you phlegmatic? No, I'm melancholic, you know, I'm melancholic. Hey! The phlegmatic is just a secondary something, you know. Because you had a tender heart. That's the difference between Saul and David. When David, when the prophet came to tell David that he's fornicated with um, water, which he didn't need a prophecy to see. He, he, he told him. He immediately said, I've sinned. But when the prophet, the same prophet came to see Saul and told him, you see, he said, no, I've obeyed the Lord. When he said, you've not obeyed, he said, I've obeyed the Lord. His answer was, I have obeyed. He said, you have not obeyed, I have obeyed. You have not obeyed, I have obeyed. You are standing in the, in the disobedience and you are saying, I have obeyed. And the argument goes on and on and on. Look at this. Saul said to Samuel, yeah, I have obeyed and I have done what the Lord said. And I have destroyed them. I mean, that's the argument. I forbid. You have not obeyed. I forbid. But the people, not me. It's, 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 the people. Go back to the verse, that verse before. Verse, the verse, the verse before, 19. It says, Wherefore did you, why did you not obey? Why? Why did you not obey? But you fly upon the spot and did evil. Why? Then look at the verse. Next verse. Yeah, I have obeyed. How do you say I have not obeyed? How do you say I have not obeyed? You have obeyed. I say you are. I have obeyed. Long argument. 
Every meeting that lasts more than three minutes, it is overdue. Look, something is very wrong. And a proud person is somewhere in the room. One day, a man of God was talking to another man of God. And the man of God told the smaller man of God that small man of God if you understood what I was saying you would be crying and not standing there with your arms folded like this. If you understood what I'm saying you would be crying. You would not be standing there with your arms. You see, even your non-verbal posture three hours you don't speak a word. Ah, no word to say I understand and I agree and I can see and I know. You do not that I have forbid. I swear. Look, I, I will call sister. You can see trouble, 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 trouble. When you meet such people, children who are like that, talking, arguing. And children, some of them have in their mind, I will do what I want, not what you want. And it's a spirit. One son, he held his father. Because he had become bigger. You know, this exercise people, he had become bigger than his father. He held the father. And the, the father was afraid. <laughs> you will never be rebellious like that in the name of Jesus. Argumentative people are healed in Jesus' name. How many brothers would like to marry a nice, beautiful, argumentative sister? When you ask her to make granite soup, she will make contumbre, and then you will be arguing. Say, I've made a granite soup. Oh, this is contumbre. I said, I've made a granite, but it's in the fridge and it's still being made. And it's an argument. You've made a granite soup. And you say, I saw you make. As soon as you have arguments in marriage, somebody is proud. All arguments. If you see somebody who is about to marry, eh, you should see how humble they are. Sometimes they even beg the brother. You haven't seen some before? I beg you. Oh, I please. I love you. Please. Oh. But when they marry... You don't know. You see, even my father has never touched me before. Hey! Even my father has never touched me before. But before the marriage, you see them with a gentle voice. Yes, my Lord. Yes, thank you. Oh, they have a special voice. They ask some kind of inuen me. Uh, uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, diminuendo, diminuendo to the voice. Yes, and a bit of sing song. Hello. But. But when the argument spirit comes, you can even see it in the text. The text, the WhatsApp change. This type of 
answers. How many know that people quarrel in the... You can almost hear the person talking. The person will answer, I see. I see, full stop. Okay, full stop. No, thank you. Hey! All arguments are ending in Jesus' name. Your speed of ability to see your faults determines your greatness in this world. Even at work, people will choose you. So I like this, this, this uh, sister. All the people that I work with over the years, I've seen all these things and those who survive and those who do well, you can see so what you are saying is true. I take it. And those, you can see, never see, shan't see, won't see. We've had eight meetings, still you are not seen. Something is being healed in your life today. Stand to your feet, everyone. The seed of greatness is in you and it is going to be developed by humility. 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 Lift your hands. Jesus, thank you. As we close. Put your hand on your heart and pray, God, show me how to be humble. Show me to be a young person. Show me to be a servant. Show me how, Lord, and I want to be that way. Lord, no matter my age, I want to see wrong things when they are wrong. Quickly, Lord, let me be like King Josiah. My God, thank you. Josiah and David, both of them, they saw quickly. They saw quickly. They understood what was being said. They saw it fast. Pride is taken out of you. Humility is released into your life. Prophetically, you are rising to be what God has destined for you to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here, you haven't received Jesus as your Savior. You want me to pray with you? You want to give your life to Jesus? Lift your right hand up high now, right now. Just your right hand. I want my life to, to, for Jesus Christ today. Don't argue. You know you are not a Christian or you are a Christian but not a real Christian. I want to give my life. Stop arguing with God and say, yes, Lord, I'm here. I'm here and I want you. I want to accept you today. Your hand must be up above your head at this moment. God bless you. I see so many hands. I want Jesus as my savior today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front now. Come, 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 come. Come to the front here. Stand right here. Come quickly. Walk quickly. Walk very quickly. Give him your life today. Come to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Let me pray with you right now. Quickly. Everyone. Let him stand right here. Close your eyes and lift your hands and say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I receive you, Jesus, as my Savior. Today is my day. I am no more pretending. I am no more arguing. I am giving my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Please wash me 
with the blood of Jesus today. Thank you, Father, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. Please write my name in the book of life. I am born again at this moment by the power of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Now listen, all of you listen, listen carefully before you don't give them anything weird. All of you, this is a very important point. Amen. Look at me. Giving your life to Jesus. And today God is changing your life. You see, you are destined to go to hell, but God has arrested you. And God is changing. He's making, he wants to turn your life into something great and something good. Amen. This is first love church. And your life is totally changed by giving your life to Jesus today. Amen. Now listen, listen carefully. When we close, we are going to meet you over there. I will not meet you, but some of the pastors are going to come and meet you. And then, tomorrow, we have a special camp in Mampong. And I want to invite all of you who have come to attend. It's just for one day. Monday night and Tuesday. But I want everybody, everyone here should be there. This is the first time that we have opened the camp. Everybody come. And I know that your life will never be the same. Amen? Is it a blessing? So I'm going to give you one of my books here. Every, give them a book here. It's called, How You Can Become a Strong Christian. Is it a good, a good book? How You Can Become a Strong Christian. How You Can Become a Strong Christian. Your life will never be the same again. Amen. God bless you. So go back to your seat. And as soon as we close, please come to this side where the red people are standing. And after, uh, uh, we'll talk with you. God bless you. You may be seated. It's time for us to receive our healing and communion. Power, 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 power from on high. Power from on high. Power from on high. And um, communion is being given out in one minute. Now listen. Camp is beginning tomorrow, Mampong. You can come on your own. All you have to do is to come to Equapim Mampong. You just go to Abri and then go straight. You see a hotel called Royal Lease. It's the biggest hotel in the mountains. We are Anakazo Campus. Is next. The signboard is right there. Anakazo Campus. When you go to the campus, we are there. First Love Church. I've negotiated with the campus for a special arrangement for you all. Amen. So come and be ready to give a good offering to pay because normally it's very expensive to be there. So make sure you are there. How many are going to be there? Just for a day, 24 hours. How many are not going to be there? Wow. What a blessing. Amen. This is a very powerful camp. You are going to become a strong Christian by 24 hours in the house of the Lord. Just 24 hours. And on Wednesday morning, you'll be at work or school or whatever, wherever you are going to Wednesday morning. So it's just really Tuesday, but we need you to spend the night on Tuesday night so that at dawn, when we start our sessions, you are part of it. Amen. What a blessing. And uh, communion is being given out. And I'm about to pray for you for healing, miracles. Ah, shandola makabayandala baba. Many good things are happening. John 6, 55. John 6, 55. My flesh is meeting it. Go to verse 53. John 6, 53. 
Except you eat, you have no life in you and drink his blood. So, you're about to receive some kind of life. Maybe for some of you, it's just energy. Maybe for some of you, it's hope. Maybe for some of you, it's healing. Maybe for some of you, it's extension of days. Maybe some of you, it's your spiritual Christian life. A life, a new type of living. Because Christians live different from unbelievers. So, if you eat his flesh and you drink his blood, you have life. Verse 54. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, or Zoe. And I will raise him up at the last day. So you can see that that word eternal life is not actually meaning eternal. It's actually the word Zoe. Because if it was eternal, why would you have to raise him up again at the last day? Do you understand? So the eternal, it's actually, it's like, it means the word Zoe, life. Yes. Verse 55. My flesh is meat. My blood is drink. Verse 56. 56. Now, this is an amazing scripture. He that eats my flesh and drinks my blood dwells in me and I am also in him. He is in me and I'm in him. So I'm in Christ. So if you want to touch me, touch Christ before you touch me. Whatever wants to touch you has to pass through Christ. And once Christ is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Whatever obstacle you meet this week will bow to you in Jesus' name. Stand to your feet. Brothers, sisters, we are one, and our lives have just begun. In the spirit, we are young, and will live forever. Sons of God, here is the new word. Gather round the table of the Lord. Father, thank you for the body of Jesus Christ. We receive life. We receive you into our lives. And we receive ourselves into you as well. You dwell in us and we dwell in you as we partake of your body and of your blood. The body of Jesus Christ. And now the blood. How many have made a mistake before? That's what the blood is for. He says, I will blot out your sins and your transgressions as far as the east is from the west. Today, every mistake that is fighting you by the blood of the lamb, it is blotted out. Every wrong thing you said that is being repeated to you over and over. Is blotted out by the blood. Every mistake you've made in your life. Is cancelled out. By the blood of Jesus Christ. When I see the blood I will pass over. 
May you escape all threats. All attacks. All wickedness. Against your life. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. Yes. The emblem of suffering and shame. No movement at all. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost Lift your hands for your blessing. Jesus, look on your little children and help them. Help them to stand. Help them not to fall. Help them to be on a rock. To stay. You are lifted at this moment out of every miry clay. And your feet are washed. And you are placed upon a rock. Father, lift your children up. Into the heights of the clouds, higher than they imagine, where they never thought they could be. Let them stand there by prophetic power, supernatural power, superior power. Let there be an elevation. Two weeks from now, two months from now, and two years from now. You will be turned into a greater light. The light that is coming out of you is being magnified by the power of the Lord. In three stages, you will see it coming to pass practically. Receive the hand of the Lord upon your life. Somebody here has been given a horse. The horse will make you go faster. Receive your spiritual horse in the name of Jesus. You are going faster and faster to where you are destined to be in the name of Jesus. Whatever slows you down has been overcome today in Jesus' name. Whatever makes you trip has been overcome today in Jesus' name. Whatever makes you stumble is overcome today in Jesus' name. The blessing of the Lord is upon you. Those of those who have mocked you those who have mocked you and laughed at you will turn into those who are celebrating you in Jesus name whatever is shameful in your life God turns it around today in Jesus name by the blood of the lamb you are prevailing and you are moving to a higher height in Jesus name place your hand on your chest father I pray for healing whatever pain whatever sickness Whatever plague, whatever disease, whatever diagnosis, 
I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Go now, go now, go now. In Jesus' name, be healed. Be healed of every mysterious diagnosis of the enemy. Your long-awaited answer comes to you now in Jesus' name. Your long-awaited breakthrough comes to you now in the name of Jesus. Receive a lifting up of the Lord, a healing power of God into your life in Jesus' name. You are declared a great child, a great person, a person with the blessing of the Lord upon your life. Lift your hand and give thanks to God for his power in Jesus' name. Now listen. Listen, I'll show you a secret. Listen to this. Everything that I'm saying, I want you to listen. But when you go home and you listen to the podcast, I want you to give thanks. Because one of your weapons is to give thanks. Jesus used the weapon of giving thanks. When they brought him the bread, there was no food. There was no food. I'm talking about money. The Bible says he took the bread and he gave thanks. He didn't pray. He gave thanks. He gave thanks. And even in John 6, later on, the Bible says, and the people came in the boats to seek him at the place where he gave thanks for the bread. That was what they all remember his giving of thanks. Thanksgiving. That's why the Bible says giving thanks always for all things. Giving thanks is a powerful weapon that brings in God's power. When Jesus stood, yes. When he stood before Lazarus' grave, he didn't pray. He, he said, Father, I thank you. Today begins your thanksgiving for the words that are spoken over your life. Your financial hardships are ending today in Jesus' name. As you say, thank you. So thank God. Your long-awaited beloved, look, he's, he's planning He's planning to propose to you. Your long-awaited multiplication. Just give thanks. Give thanks. When he stood before poverty and lack, he gave thanks. Look at it. John 11. They took away the stone and lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you. When you stand before the impossible, this week, next week, next month, next year, the powers of the highest will be released on your behalf as you say, Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. May these powers of multiplication be released in your life in Jesus' name as you say thank you. Give the Lord a mighty shout of hallelujah. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books, and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world 
Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There is a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC.